We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The Oklahoma House and Senate just passed a bill, Senate Bill 3, that says it's now illegal for the Oklahoma University Children's Hospital to use any money for transgender surgery or therapies. But does this bill really do what your senators and representatives are telling you it does? Or is this just a shell game? I'm Dr. Ever Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Well, if you've been listening to this show for the last couple days, or I guess if you've been listening to the news in general, even nationally, you know that one of the hot stories is that uh, Oklahoma University's Children's Hospital, OU's Children's Hospital, has been caught with its hand in the cookie jar, promoting, sponsoring, participating in transgender surgeries and therapies. It's actually cited on their website, even as I speak right now. And this became a major flashpoint in the political debate here in Oklahoma because of ARPA money. Over a billion dollars of ARPA money has been allocated to Oklahoma, and we foolishly have accepted it. And likewise, when you take that money, you're accepting all the strings attached to that money. That's a different story, but it is related to what I'm talking about right now. Because if that money comes with strings, and if you don't get that money, if you don't pull those strings accordingly, if you don't check the right boxes, if you don't do what you're told to do by the funding source, will you lose those funds? That's a question we should be asking. And we're accepting a billion dollars of ARPA money from the federal government. And we're doing it in the reddest of red states with a supermajority of Republicans in the House, the Senate, and we also control the governor's office. So in this state, the reddest of red states, a state that hasn't had one county vote blue in the last five successive presidential elections, why are we taking all this money as if it's a good thing? And why aren't we asking ourselves basic question, are we selling our soul to the devil? Uh, That should be a point of conversation right now. But no, we're just going to take the money. We're going to celebrate the fact that we're flush with cash right now. Not even acknowledging the fact that that cash isn't even real. It's just monopoly money that's been printed, hand over fist, in wheelbarrows, and carted out across the country. Why do you think inflation is skyrocketing? Why do you think our economy is going into the tank? Why do you think that we're actually at risk internationally right now of losing the power of the dollar. It's because we're printing money and we don't have any concern whatsoever with the fact that this is putting our nation in debt and making your retirement portfolio meaningless and putting a millstone around the neck of future generations. But that's another, like I said, that's another story, another time. The The question in play right now is, okay, we take the money And we're going to start allocating it to given agencies for given projects and programs. Some of those projects and programs don't really seem to be morally questionable, at least in terms of what those programs are doing and what those projects entail. 
But there are other things that do seem to have great moral significance, such as the Children's Hospital under the umbrella of OU, the OU Med Center, OU Hospitals. This Children's Hospital has a website that's still up as we speak, even in spite of the debate this week that has been taking place in the public square over this hospital's promotion, advertisement, and celebration of transgender therapies. Yes, surgeries and hormone therapies. Uh, They celebrate puberty blockers. They celebrate the fact that you can get transitioned from male to female, female to male through surgery or through other services, therapies and counseling and whatnot. That's what they believe in. That's what they do. Um, They do this under the auspices of what they call the Roy G. Biv program. And as I shared with you yesterday, Roy G. Biv is not a real person. That's not a proper name. That's an acronym for the colors of the rainbow. And no, I'm not making that up. They even admit this. They will tell you that if you question them enough, they'll tell you, no, this program isn't named after a given individual. We're not honoring Roy G. Biv. We've called it that because that's an acronym for red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, the acronym for the colors of the rainbow. I'm going to read to you again in this show, if I have time, some of the stuff that this website says, the Children's Hospital's uh, website. What they actually say, say about their, their priorities, their philosophy, when it comes to counseling, mental health, and gender dysphoria. What heretofore the last five seconds was considered a pathology, a mental illness, a, a sickness, a disease, if you will. That if you were born male and you have dysphoria, you don't like the fact that you're a male and you think you should be a female. This has always been treated in the psychological profession, the professions of psychology, social science, psychiatry, etc. Social work have always, like I said, up to the last five seconds, considered gender dysphoria to be a pathology, a sickness, a mental illness. But now we're celebrating it to the fact that we will actually take a scalpel to a healthy body and remove functioning healthy organs from that body and pretend that that's a good thing. It's akin to being dysphoric about being abled, and you think you should be disabled. In other words, you're born with functioning arms and legs, but you don't think that that's really who you are. You you feel that you should be disabled, that you were born wrongly in the wrong body and that you shouldn't have legs so you go to your doctor you go to the children's hospital and you say i want to remove my legs because uh, i'm not happy in a body with legs do you think that that hospital would be acting morally and rightly and justly if they actually accommodated you enabled you in removing healthy legs Uh, amputated functioning body parts would that be right well what's the difference between that and amputating other functioning healthy body parts like breasts or genitalia. Why is it wrong to cut off a person's arms and legs because they feel that they should be otherly abled and yet it's right for you to cut off a person's breasts or a boy's penis as the result of him feeling or her feeling like they shouldn't have those organs. I mean, this is where we are in our culture right now. 
we have intelligent people, medical doctors, that don't know how to answer the question that I just asked. And that's where we are in this debate in Oklahoma, the reddest of red states. Well, as you know, we've got some people celebrating. We've got conservatives celebrating the f a victory uh, as the result of both the House and the Senate voting to pass Senate Bill 3. This is a bill that supposedly makes it illegal for OU and its med facilities, Children's Hospital, and all other entities within the OU Hospital Network to use any money in any way to support transgender surgery or transgender therapies. Is this a victory or is it just a shell game? I'm going to share with you some of the perspectives on this after we take a break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. All right, so this story is getting complicated right now. And uh, we've got some conservatives that I trust that are celebrating a victory, or at least a partial victory, if not a full victory. Uh, those conservatives include people like Linda Murphy, who's a strong, trustworthy conservative. I'm not criticizing her for being duplicitous or hypocritical at all, but I'm going to share with you her perspective on this and why some disagree with it. We have other conservatives, senators and whatnot, I won't mention them, I'd, that voted for this bill. And we have other conservative senators that voted against it. Now, why were the conservatives split on this? Um, we have House of Representative members who are adamantly opposed to signing this bill. And approving it. And then we have other conservative representatives that supported it as a partial victory, incremental gain, if you will. What should we believe? Are we being told the truth, or is this just merely a shell game? Is it death by a thousand cuts where we think we got a victory, but really, really it's akin to Neville Chamberlain claiming that uh, he had victory in his negotiations with Hitler? After all, we will have peace in our time, claimed Chamberlain as Hitler smiled and laughed behind his back because he got him to believe that he had no intentions of invading Poland. Is that what's going on right now, or is this really uh, an incremental gain? A strategic, a, st a strategic play on the part of conservatives that we should be celebrating. Here's the way the Tulsa world is reporting this, no conservative bastion, I might add. Their headline says this, Despite gender treatment fracas, lawmakers pass bills doling out more than $1 billion. Okay, again, where's that money coming from? The Fed. We just sold our soul to the federal government by taking that money because you think they're going to give that to us without any strings attached? Do you think that they're not going to challenge any restrictions we place on that money that they find objectionable? Do you think they're not going to challenge this bill, this Senate Bill 3, that passed both chambers yesterday? Um, there was lengthy debate. Uh, the Tulsa world makes that clear. But then it says that the bill passed 31 to 13 in the Senate and 67 to 24 in the House. So obviously it passed quite easily. Now, Senate Bill 3XX is really what it's called, becomes effective immediately. Okay, so this will become effective immediately upon the governor's signature, or if he doesn't do anything at all, um, it will become effective within five days, okay? So the governor doesn't even have to sign it. If he just ignores it, it will become effective within five days, excluding Sunday. All right, so the debate over gender reassignment, says the Tulsa world, 
was the only real speed bump in the way of more than $1 billion in American Rescue Plan Act appropriations approved in this special session just yesterday, Thursday, here in Oklahoma. The bill provides $108 million to the University of Oklahoma Hospitals Authority, okay, including $39.4 million to build and equip facilities to expand capacity for behavioral health care for children at the Children's Hospital at the University of Oklahoma campus in Oklahoma City. So we just gave $108 million to OU's health uh, umbrella. The Children's Hospital included therein, and $39.4 million to that Children's Hospital specifically. Now, why was this controversial? I've covered it. You know what I'm going to say right now. It's because of the gender transition therapies and surgeries that the Children's Hospital promotes and does. Now, we had some conservative lawmakers say, we don't want to give money to that. It's butchery. It's child abuse. We shouldn't be doing it. Good for them. I applaud them. So some of those conservative lawmakers right now are celebrating the fact that they have a victory because this bill that was just approved says that none of the entities under the University of Oklahoma's hospital system, the children's hospital included therein, can use any of this money for gender transition surgeries or therapies. A victory, right? Uh, you have people like uh, uh, Kevin West, Republican of Moore, Oklahoma. He's saying that this is a good thing because it stops child mutilation. Uh, while he then says it provides much needed services in other areas, mental health care. Uh, you have Greg Treat, who is the Senate pro tem. He's saying that this uh, stops taxpayer payer dollars from going to pay for things that he and a majority of Oklahomans find objectionable. Uh, you have Warren Hamilton of McCurtain, a Republican out of McCurtain, Oklahoma. He's saying that he didn't trust the University of Oklahoma or its children's hospital because they saw fit to use the money in the first place for these nefarious programs. Therefore, why are we trusting them at all? I think he's got a good point there. You have Michael Bergstrom of Adair, Oklahoma. And he's saying he wanted to ban gender reassignment therapy and treatments and surgeries altogether statewide and that we should have a bill that does that. You have Democrats that are speaking out against this. They're saying, well, this curtails parents' rights. And they should be able to make the decisions as to what's best for their children. Well, that's a bit of a non sequitur, and it's a dodge. It's a shell game in logic right there because, first of all, should parents have the right to remove their children's legs and arms if they think that the child was born in the wrong body? I would hope we would all say, no, that's child abuse. You can't go cut off your kid's arms and legs just because you as a parent think that your child is in the wrong body, that he should have been born without arms and legs. He should have been born as a thalidomide baby rather than a healthy baby. Therefore, you're going to go pretend he is a thalidomide baby. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? I think we would want to stop parents from abusing and mutilating their children accordingly. So why do we let parents go cut off other organs? That's one question I would ask of uh, Kay Floyd, Democrat of Oklahoma City, who says it's taking away parental rights. Um, and what about the fact that we're using tax dollars here? You know, parents may have the right to do whatever they want to do in certain situations, but should taxpayers pay for those things, or should they use their own money to go do it themselves? Okay, more from other senators. Senator uh, Shane Jett, Republican of Shawnee, Oklahoma, 
said that the facility, uh, the children's hospital, was taking advantage of children and families in crisis and creating cash opportunities. That's true. I mean, I shared with you, there's a lot of money to be made in this stuff. The Vanderbilt expose proves that. They caught the director of that children's hospital at Vanderbilt admitting on a hot mic that they make 100000 to $400,000 per surgery if it's surgery below the waist. And they make a lot of money for surgery above the waist, too, and all the ancillary and subsequent treatments and drugs and therapies that are necessary to take care of a person after we butchered them. Uh, you have this comment, or lack thereof, from April Sandifer, the communications director at OU Medicine. She said, no comment with regard to all of this. Now, here's a question I have. Why isn't the left, why aren't the directors and the doctors and the lobbyists for the Children's Hospital saying anything right now? Why have they just quietly accepted this resolution? Does that cause you concern? Does it, does it make you feel suspicious? I would argue it should. I mean, if you go to the website for the Children's Hospital, I read to you yesterday what it says. It says explicitly that the program will benefit from gender-affirming treatment that it can include you know, those people availing themselves of the Roy G. Biv program will benefit from, quote-unquote, gender-affirming treatment that can include pausing puberty to further explore gender, managing gender-affirming hormones, and then helping find surgeons who perform gender-affirming surgeries and assisting with legal name and or gender marker changes. That's from their website. They're saying that on their website. It hasn't been taken down or changed as I speak, in spite of all of this public debate. Now, why aren't they protesting? The, the people that support this children's hospital, the people that are behind all of this garbage, why are they just quietly perhaps smugly, smiling as this debate takes place and saying, no comment, we don't want to engage in this. They obviously believed in all of this stuff in the first place. They've been promoting it and pushing it. And from what you know of this debate in the public square, do you think that they're not committed to it? Do you think that they uh, will just easily roll over and, um, and accept these restrictions that are being placed on, upon them, something that they apparently thought was very important in the first place? Okay, it's interesting, isn't it? All these questions right now. The, now, what I've read to you is from the Tulsa World. These quotes are accurate, and that's fair. But the Tulsa World doesn't agree with the restrictions that this bill places upon the hospital and the University of Oklahoma's medical system. Uh, the Tulsa World makes that clear. But then you have conservatives. For example, the Family Research Council, an uh, organization that I support completely, is celebrating this as a win. Um, their headline is, Oklahoma Not Okay with Hospital Experimentation on Children. This particular article says that language, language was just approved that warned the university that it either will scrap its transgender treatments or it won't get the $39.4 million. Okay? They quote various different Republicans from Oklahoma who stand against the allocation of this money. And one of the people that they quote is very interesting here. It's a Republican state representative by the name of Randy Randleman from Eufaula, Oklahoma. And he says this. Now, keep in mind that Randleman is not only a state representative, but he's also a psychologist. He says this. 
Some of the ways these issues are being addressed do more harm than good for the child in the long run. Unproven, controversial, unchangeable hormonal procedures, including gender reassignment, at a young age can do irreparable physical, mental, and emotional damage to a child. Taxpayer dollars should not go to facilities that are promoting and performing these procedures. Close quote. Now that's a great thing, isn't it? We should be applauding the leadership, the moral integrity and strength and courage of State Representative Randy Randleman, if you follow, right? I mean, this is what being a Republican is all about, taking a stand for what's morally right and standing against with courage and spine and confidence the woke agenda of the left, the LGBTQIA-SJWBLMCRT nonsense, the alphabet lunacy of our time. Republicans should stand against all of this, right? With integrity, I might add. Well, let me read another quote from Randy Randleman to you. When he was challenged by a local media outlet, a TV station out of Tulsa, he said this, I'm not taking any money from you. You go ahead and use what you've got and treat those people just like you're doing now. That's his quote. And then he went further in this interview with the TV station, and he said that he supports transgender people and those wanting to seek reassignment treatment. And then he added that if there were more dollars available, more funding available, that he would want it to go towards supporting folks who are transitioning. Close quote. So that's Representative Randy Randleman, who's being quoted positively in a Family Research Council piece. Now, here's what I'm suggesting. FRC has bought the lie. They have believed a guy that's very dishonest and very deceptive and did not believe anything he was saying when he said to them and others that some of the ways these issues are being addressed do more harm than good. For the child in the long run, unproven, controversial, unchangeable hormonal procedures, including gender reassignment at a young age, can do irreparable physical, mental, and emotional damage to a child. And taxpayer dollars should not go to any facilities or programs that promote or perform these procedures. Close quote, Randy Randleman. Well, he's the same guy that just told a Tulsa TV station that he supported transgender people, and he felt that if there was more money available in the state coffers to support these people in their transitioning surgeries and therapies, he'd be all for using it. So which is it? Which is it? This is an example of what's wrong with the conservative movement. It's also an example of what's wrong with conservatives in general. We can't be naive. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't buy the lie. It's like Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. So in our efforts to trust and celebrate, maybe an incremental gain, and it might be, it might be, maybe, just maybe, we've slowed the train down enough that will save a few children from being butchered at the University of Oklahoma's Children's Hospital in Oklahoma City that is so proud of its services to help children go through transgender surgeries and hormonal therapies to stop puberty a natural maturation process, for example, or to cut off functioning healthy body parts. Maybe we've saved one or two children from suffering that fate. And that's a good thing, I suppose. But to celebrate this as a legislative victory, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can go there. Here, Here are a couple questions I would ask. Number one, why are these Republicans lying to you? Why did Randy Randleman say what he just said? Two faced 
two-faced, duplicitous, hypocritical. He's lying. He's saying one thing to one group of people, and then he's turning around and saying the exact opposite to another. So I don't believe him, and I don't think you should either. And I don't think anybody listening to me right now should reelect this man. Vote him out of office as soon as you can. Don't forget this. Don't let him weasel his way out by trying to explain this. He lied. He lied, and he showed his true colors. Here are another couple questions I'd be asking right now. Now, if you don't know this, there's been an effort by some very trustworthy conservatives, such as Tom Gann, um, uh, State Representative Tom Gann, to to, uh, get a bill heard in the House and then the Senate that would ban transgender surgeries and therapies statewide. Not just at the University of Oklahoma's Medical Center and all various different programs and facilities therein. No, not just there, but would ban it statewide. If you really think this stuff is butchery, if you think it's child abuse, if you think it's mutilation, if you think it's wrong, and contrary to the views of most Oklahomans, those people that have elected you, then why aren't you doing anything to stop this statewide? And I asked that question of the Senate pro tem, Greg Treat. He won't allow a bill to be heard. He won't allow Tom Gann's bill to go forward to even be heard and debated on the Senate floor. And likewise, the Speaker of the House, McCall, won't allow the same bill to even be discussed. If these guys really are as conservative as they're pretending to be on this issue right now, then why won't they allow discussion, debate, on a bill that would ban it statewide? Why? Why are they just throwing a bone out to the conservatives during this election season on this University of Oklahoma Medical Center issue? Why did they stop there? Why didn't they move forward and use this as an opportunity to actually stop this entire agenda across the state of Oklahoma, at least with tax dollars? Why don't they make it illegal in any facility, any hospital, any university system, rather it be the University of Oklahoma or Oklahoma State University or Tulsa, Tulsa University or any of the other various state-funded institutions across the state? Why don't they make it illegal there, too? Why didn't they make that clear? And do you really believe that they've crafted this language tightly enough to stop the University of Oklahoma medical centers and all of its services and programs therein from moving funds from account A to account B, an internal accounting game, a shell game, Yeah, you gave us $39 million, and you said we can't use that on transgender therapies and surgeries, but what's to stop us from moving a little bit of other money over from another account to support this? Oh, you say, but the language says they can't. Well, what's to stop the University of Oklahoma Medical Center and the Children's Hospital from referring students to some ancillary organization that isn't officially under their umbrella? And what's to stop the University of Oklahoma, and the Children's Hospital from getting reimbursed by those other agencies and organizations and doctors for those referrals. These are the kind of questions we should be asking. Trust but verify. We haven't done enough verification here, folks, and it's too early to celebrate a major win. Maybe incremental? Maybe. But much more than that? I don't think so. Be alert and continue to call your representatives and your senator and the governor and express your views. Your voice makes a difference. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.